0: Good evening, my name is Lee and I'm one of the pastors here at FBC Venetia and we are grateful that you've chosen to spend your Good Friday evening with us. Um, We are in this time of uncertainty in the world, in our country and especially here in in California. And so normally when we come to a Good Friday service, we, we enter with this kind of somber mentality as we begin to reflect on the death of Jesus. And sometimes we, we have to kind of get ourselves in that mindset. Like, I, I need to get that personal reflection. I need to focus and kind of come in with this, with this somber attitude. It's a lot easier to do that this year, right? Like, it doesn't, we don't have to reach as far to come up with this, man, this is, there's a lot going on. I need to have this time of reflection for a crisis done. It's easier for us to come here at this time in 2020 because of COVID-19 and the effect that it's having on all of us. Now in moments like this, in moments of uncertainty, one of the things that we tend to look to is what are the things that I can control? One of the things that we can do is this. This is is hand soap. This is one of the biggest things that have been talked about. One of the quickest ways to to stop the spread is by washing your hands for 20 seconds. in case you're wondering, yes, I, I have always been a hand washer, but I definitely find myself doing it more frequently now. You know, if I, if I scratch my beard, oh, i got to wash my hands. You know, if, I, if I'm making dinner for the kids, of course, I'm washing my hands. All of those things. And so it's to the point for me where my skin has begun to dry out a little bit. And I've developed some cracks in my knuckles that have bled a little bit. Nothing, nothing crazy. But what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can Right? And, and not just for myself, not just for my family, but for the benefit of everyone, right? The benefit of anyone that I may come into contact with, whether it be having to get groceries or going to check on people to make sure they're okay. I want to do this for the benefit of other people as well as myself. Because what we've seen is there there can be this tendency during moments like this to where we only want to take care of ourselves, right? If, if, if I'm covered that I'm good, I'm not really that worried about everyone else. And so what we like to think about as Christians is, if in every scenario, in, in every moment in life, we believe that the Bible speaks to something, how does the Bible speak to us in this situation? We're going to be looking in the Gospels to help us see how Christ speaks to this even today, to help us see how God's Word is relevant even today. The gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's four of them. And they talk about the story of Jesus's life on earth. And so that's what we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into what happened during Jesus's life, specifically the week leading up to his crucifixion and resurrection, and see how that connects today, how what Christ has done still works for us today. So this dilemma of, do I only make sure that I'm taken care of, or am I looking to help others out as well, It's played out in Scripture, and I believe it's a good word for us. So we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 27 to start with. Matthew 27, verses 15 through 26. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the the crowd. The governor at this time was a man named Pilate. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him! Why? What crime has he committed? But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. So now we see another time where hand washing is involved. But in this case, Pilate washes his hands as as an example of removing all responsibility from himself. He didn't want to take responsibility for Jesus, even though he knew that Jesus was innocent. He knew that Jesus had done nothing wrong. He knew the right thing to do would be to release Jesus, but he didn't do that. Instead, he asked the crowd, what do you guys want me to do? And so what that shows us here is that Pilate was operating out of a place of fear. It even talks about the scripture we just read about how there begins to become this uproar because Pilate isn't wanting to take responsibility. He, he knows that Jesus should be freed, but he doesn't want the responsibility on himself. Because he's operating from a place of fear. Because his thinking is, you know what, if I, if I do this, if I release Jesus, even though I should, it's the right thing to do. These people are not going to be happy with me. What if, what if I'm forced to leave my, my post as the governor here? That's, that's really not worth that for me. So what Pilate does here is he chooses his own safety over another person's life. Now we've seen some of these things during this virus, right? We've seen people do the hoarding, and we've seen people make terrible choices. We've seen people just only be concerned with themselves, right? You know what, like, I I know that somebody needs help, but I don't want to take the responsibility for other people to be taken care of. I want to make sure that me and mine are taken care of and I'm good. I, I made it to the store first to get the things. You ran out. Right that's on you. I, don't, I, I can't help you there. We've seen a lot of that. We've seen people refuse to take responsibility out of fear, out of, out of only being concerned with themselves and about how they are dealing with things during this time. Now please understand, you do need to take care of yourself and your family. But if we follow what Pilate has done in this scenario, we refuse to take care of others that we know need to be taken care of. We know the right thing to do. See, that's the problem for most of us. It's not not this, what is the right thing to do when it comes to taking care of people who are more vulnerable in this situation or who are struggling more. It's not an option of, do we know the right thing to do? It's, are we going to do it? Do we care enough about other people that, that we would say, you know what? I'm going to do the things necessary to take responsibility for other people. Especially as Christians, this should be an easy decision for us. But it's not always. Sometimes we wrestle with that. You know, there, there is, that, there is that, that risk of if we go and help someone, what's going to happen to us? But we also know that Christ has not called us to act out of fear. Because when you act from a place of fear... You're only going to take care of yourself and what's immediately around you. So that's the pilot way of doing things. That's how Pilate did things. He washed his hands. He washed his hands and said, I, I don't want this responsibility. But let's be honest, letting, letting Jesus be crucified, you're, you're still accepting responsibility for that, whether or not you know it. So this is one example of how to handle things in, in a tough moment. Pilate chose to remove all responsibility from Himself for Jesus' life, even though He knew it was the right thing to do. Now we're going to look in the book of John, just a couple of books over, and we're going to see how Jesus responds when it comes to taking responsibility. We're going to be in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 15, starting in verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around them. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew he was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Do we see the difference here? What Jesus does now is he washes his disciples' feet. In, In essence, he's taking responsibility for them and for them being clean, for them being well, the same way that Jesus has taken responsibility for all of us. As we think about this time of reflection of the crucifixion, what Jesus has done, see, Jesus looked on us and saw us in sin. And he said, you know what, there's, there's no way, God knew there was no way that we could get back to him on our own. Our good works would never make that possible. There's not enough good that we could do that would earn a right relationship with God. So Jesus, instead of washing His hands of all responsibility for our sin, He washed His disciples' feet, took responsibility for them. He looked on us lovingly and took responsibility for our sin. Now I want you to think about this. Let's let's think about the the responsibility factor because it matters in both. We have a choice here. We are either going to be like Pilate or we are going to be like Jesus. Now here's what I want you to think about. For both of these men, for Pilate and for Jesus, there was a cost to acting responsibly. There was a cost. Pilate looked at it and said, you know what? The cost for me freeing Jesus, even though I know it's the right thing to do, The cost is too great for me. There's going to be an uproar. I I may lose my position. I I can't handle this. The cost is too high. I'm refusing to accept responsibility for someone else. Jesus, on the other hand, looks at us, looks at all of humanity and loves us. And says, you know what? Without intervention... These people are going to die in their sins. And he looked on us lovingly. He said, you know what? The cost to rescue all of humanity, the cost to be reunited with those who have put their faith in him, the cost is high. It was going to cost him his life. And so even looking at that, he said, you know what? The cost is very high. But I'm willing to pay it. See, Jesus willingly took responsibility for my sin and for your sin. Because he knew that there was no way we could have done that by ourselves. That's not even an option. It's not even possible for us to consider that we could do the things necessary to guarantee our own salvation. But he took responsibility for us, he went to the cross. The Bible tells us he could, have, he could have gotten free at any point. He could have called angels down to rescue him. But he didn't. One of the things that, that Tim Keller, I've heard Tim Keller, he's a pastor, and he talks about is the most loving thing, thing that Jesus could have done for us was to stay on the cross. He could have called thousands of angels to come and rescue him, but in his great love for us, he stayed. He took responsibility for us. Now, what well, we need to think about, it. I, I want to I talk to both sets of people here. For, for those of you that are believers, here's, here's what I want to say. If you have placed your faith in Christ, you know that your salvation is secure. You know that He has taken your sin and given you His righteousness. That's in 2 Corinthians 5.21. He has taken our sin and given us His righteousness. So that our standing before God is restored because of the work of Christ. If that's the case, then let's look back at the last verse of John chapter 13. John chapter 13 verse 15, where Christ says, As I have done, so you now go and do. We are called to serve. We are called to take responsibility for other people. Not in a way to make decisions for them, but a way to care for them. We are called by Christ to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. And so here's what I I want us to remember, those of us that are believers. This does not gain us salvation, right? Taking care of people during this time or during any other time, this is not what gains us salvation. Christ's death and resurrection on the cross and our faith in Him doing that, that is where salvation comes in. Us taking responsibility for others is an appropriate and proper response to what God has done. Again, we don't do this in order to become saved, but because we are saved through Jesus' work, we respond in a way that follows His example. His example of how He served others. We don't shy away from that. As believers, we should never utter the words, Hey, I'm taken care of. The rest of you just, you know, do your best and I'll see you later. Right? Like, we should never be washing our hands of responsibility for caring for other people. That's nowhere to be found in Scripture. And that's definitely not what Jesus did. And thank God that He didn't do that to us. Thank God that He took responsibility for our sin. Because we could never have done that by ourselves. Again, that's not even possible. Without Him... We are dead in our sins, but with him we have life. And so because we have life, we want to serve other people. And so as we think about during this time, during this COVID-19 period where so many of us are sheltered in place, people are quarantined, a lot of us know people that that are either sick, or we know people who are sick and recovered, or we know people, sadly, who have passed away from this. There's such a great opportunity as believers for us to have an impact on this world during this time by taking responsibility, by not letting fear overcome what we do. Now, even as a this, we should be taking precautions. If you're going to help someone, if you're going to do that, uh, that taking responsibility for other people, be safe with that. Wear, wear the mask, wash your hands, wear gloves if you need to. Lysol wipe down the things you need to. It doesn't mean we don't do those things. But it doesn't mean we take responsibility for others. And so I want to give you some ways to do that. Right? Because some of you may say, maybe say you know what, I, I don't know anybody that's personally sick, that lives close to me. I don't, you know, a lot of people around me aren't having these great needs as far as their health goes. Okay? And, and that may be the case. But what I would ask you is, do you know any nurses? Do you know any hospital workers? Do you know anybody who works at a grocery store who does delivery? Do you know anybody who is in an essential place that still has to go to work and that is still doing the things that allow us to be safe? I think one thing that would even be a great idea, if you know someone who's in that position, have a meal delivered to their house. Right when you, when you think about all these jobs, and now also for those that have kids, the kids are staying home, parents are now also having to try and teach during this time, there's a lot going on. Something as simple as having a meal delivered to somebody's house without telling them. Just call them up, hey, i got a meal coming to your house tonight. I'm grateful for what you're doing. I hope this helps out. And if you know people who are in one of those vulnerable situations, if they're older or if they are immunocompromised, call them up and say hey is there anything i can get for you do you need me to go to the store do you need me to pick up some toilet paper some paper towels some, some hand soap what are those things that you can do again it, there are so many different things if you want to write letters or cards to workers at the hospital or to different places please do that there are things that we can do to be helpful to be able to take responsibility for the well-being of others If you know of families that are struggling because their kids are home and because things are tougher now, parents are worried about losing their jobs while also having to educate their children, again, do something for those people. Send them a card, give them a phone call, uh, pay for dinner. You have no, no idea how grateful people are for something as simple as having a meal taken care of for them. What is it that you can do? How can you take responsibility? How can you refuse to be like Pilate and washing your hands of everything and follow what Christ has said before us? Care for others, to love others, to benefit others, to do the things that allow Christ's love to shine through you so that other people can receive them. And I also want to talk to those of you that are non believers. If you're tuning in here, you just kind of found out, found us some way or another first of all we are so grateful that you're here so grateful that you're here and what i want to say to you is during this time i know a lot of people are looking for some hope uh, for something that they can that they can cling to and what i want to share with you is that jesus took responsibility for you jesus took responsibility for you he saw you in your sin He saw me and my sin. He loved us. And He went all the way to the cross for us. So the Bible tells us that if our faith and our trust is placed in Him, that we have salvation, that our eternity is secure. So if you're in that place where your faith has not been placed in Jesus, I want you to know of the deep, deep love that He has for you. And if you want to talk to somebody about that, please... Click on our connection card up here and you can fill that out that you want to talk to one of the pastors. We would love to get in touch with you, reach out to you, and kind of talk you more through that about what it means to place your faith and your trust in Jesus. There's never a better time to do that. So now, church, as we get ready for this time of communion, as we're going to reflect on this, I want you to think about who is someone who, that you can take responsibility for this week. Who is someone you can call, someone you can deliver a meal to? Who is someone you can reach out to and just let them know, hey, I love you, I'm praying for you. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. Who are those people on your list? Find those people. Do that this week. Don't wait. Don't put this in the, I'm going to do it someday. Do this now. Try and do it within the next 24 hours you can. It'll be such a wonderful thing and the blessings of Christ will be shared throughout our whole community, whatever community you're watching from right now. So what's going to happen now is I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into this time of communion where we just share and reflect on what Christ has done for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we are so grateful that you took responsibility. Lord, that you didn't leave us to ourselves that you didn't leave us to wallow in our own sin, but that you took responsibility for us and loved us. God, we are in a situation now with this COVID-19 and the shelter in place and the quarantine, the isolation, all the things that are happening, Lord, we have a choice to make. Are we only gonna take care of ourselves or are we gonna look out for the good of others? Father God, in your word, Galatians 6, you tell us to carry one another's burdens. To carry one another's burdens. Lord, help us to be able to do that during this time, God. Help us to see where we can be your hands and feet. Lord, if we claim to be believers, but it does not spur us to action, God, then is our faith even real? Lord, you've called us to follow you. You promise to follow you in these examples as well as taking responsibility for everyone. Lord, please help us to do that, God. Help us to be obedient, not to earn our salvation because we can't, but because of the salvation you have freely offered, we can now respond in this way. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we love you. In your son's name I pray, amen. So now we've come to this time of communion, and I want to read some of the verses in Matthew that we use for our communion time. Uh, again, communion is a time where brothers and sisters in Christ are taking time to remember what Jesus has done for us. So if you're in a, if you're in a position where you've not placed your faith in Christ, then just kind of take a moment and just think about the things that, that we've talked about today. If you're someone who has put your faith in Christ then get something for the wine, something for the bread, anything that you have, go ahead and grab that. Um, And that can be what we use for this time as we go through communion together. But in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Verse 27. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. I pray that this has been a time that will help you reflect on what Christ has done for you and how we can live in response to the things He has done for us. We're now going to sing a song together, and then that will be the end of our evening.